Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eminem M- M- Marvel Mania podcast. M- M- my name is Mike. M- M- my name is Nick. And we are here today, Nick. Me and you, ju- it feels like just recently we discussed episodes one, two, and three of this fine second season of What If. Yes. And now here we are today, the exact same day, beautiful day, uh, to discuss episodes four, five, and six of What If Season 2, because for anyone who has listened to the first episode of this season, you will all know that me and Nick fell very far behind in terms of both watching and recording due to the beautiful holidays. Holiday season. The holiday season. Uh, it's been a great holiday season. I've enjoyed myself thoroughly. It has. Uh, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, I can. There are some people I could thank for that, but they know who they are. Um, thank you, mom. And yeah, let's get into this shit. Episode four. <laughs> what if Tony Stark was in Thor Ragnarok? That's basically it. Yeah, it's what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Yeah. So, so here's the story. I'm gonna put on my Jeffrey Wright voice for this one, even though I can't do it. Time, space, endless possibilities. In this universe, Tony Stark didn't go home. He took a nuke into a wormhole. But he didn't make it home. And the wormhole closed up. Didn't let him in like many women before me. Nick's, Nick's chuckling a little too hard at that one. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Uh, time. Space. <laughs> Reality. Reality. But the point of it being, he did not make it home. He didn't make it home. And instead of at the end of the first Avengers, Tony Stark conveniently making it back through the wormhole. Uh, no, this time, Black Widow was a bitch and was like, nah, fuck that guy and shut it two seconds earlier. And he didn't make it back through. So Hulk doesn't catch him. Everyone assumes Tony's dead. And yeah, instead of... Okay, and now here... here, What the hell are you doing to your hair? I don't know. Experimenting. <laughs> I, I... Don't. <laughs> Continue. No, Nick, Nick, no, Nick, Nick, stop, stop. Okay, he, he's making himself look like he, he's goth almost. It, it's kind of like that goth kind of hair where it's like slumped. Yeah, no, he's covering one eye with his hair. Yeah, because tonight will be the night that I will fall for you ever again. Hey, I've seen you with that type of look before. Yeah, I've had it, I've had it before. Um, anyway, so episode four. We have Iron Man is basically replacing the Hulk in Ragnarok. Yeah, so uh, he. Okay, so you're gonna have to this. This made no sense, but hey, it's it's a what if. Mm-hmm. So Tony's suit is dead, but yes. it somehow turns back on. <clears throat> At that point, Tony's suit did not have oxygen capability. Somehow he's breathing, and. Despite, I would assume, being light years away from Earth, Tony somehow lands on Sakaar and conveniently crashes into the Grandmaster's building. Mm. And they already heard about the, what was the name? Mojo Man? Yeah, Metal Mojo Man. Metal Mojo Man. Uh, Mojo Metal Man, something like that. So 
I mean, listen, to me, as soon as, you know, he ran out of oxygen, the new kit, whatever, uh, he was dropping down. That's when he that's when he was like not breathing at all. Like he was just like slowly dying. At that point, when he was going through space, he was going through different like uh, wormholes, the, you know, the openings in space that, you know, you could uh, jump points, stuff like that. So at that point, he, I guess, became awake due to the fact that, you know, there was air in those jump points. I don't know. Um, And he just wound up on Sakaar, conveniently enough. Somehow. But hey, I'm not going to question that anymore. No, I'm not going to question that. But... I have to say, Nick, right off the top, this is my favorite episode of the new season. Yes. So far. Of the of the top of the first six, this is this is my favorite episode of the season. Uh I thought that this episode first off, the actor, the voice actor for Tony Stark sounds just like RDJ. A little bit, yeah. I uh, he really he really captures that like lighter voice that, that RDJ has because like RDJ's voice isn't that deep. You know. No, not really. But he does he a good really, job, though. Does really does a good job capturing the essence of Tony Stark, um, and then of course Jeff Goldblum returns as the Grandmaster. Yes, yes. Uh, so in terms of the returning cast, Taika Waititi was here as Korg. Uh, Tessa Thompson was here as Valkyrie. Goldblum yes. was obviously here as Grandmaster. Saldana did not play Gamora. No, no, she. Didn't. That was not that. Did, that sounded nothing like her. So Josh Brolin came back. Yeah, he came back as Thanos for like thirty seconds. For like thirty seconds. Um, who else? I don't know. Was that? Uh, it? Well, I think that was it, really, of the main characters in this episode. There was, yeah, there wasn't many major characters. In so this. he crash lands on Sakar, and <laughs> basically he shows up, and there's a there's a Mario Kart race going on at the Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, how else can I really describe it? It's like, it's like th- there was a Mario Kart race going on. I mean, pretty much one thing that it reminded me of when he when Tony had said, you're basically having a, a NASCAR event. Yeah, no, this is like space NASCAR. <laughs> it's like space NASCAR. And you know what it reminds me of? Iron Man 2 when he was in the uh, what was it? The... It, was a, it, was a, it was a Formula One race. Yeah. So that reminds Monica. me of when he was when he was in that the, the race. Right. Well, in this particular case, he's originally a guest of the Grandmaster, you know. Originally. But then he starts, you know, yapping off. Because that's what Tony Stark does. It's my birthday. It's I'm 18. <laughs> yeah, go gold boom, yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my what he said it was his twenty first, right? His twenty first, I don't even know. Oh my god, it's like yeah, it's my twenty first birthday, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I know, I don't look a day over. Time passes differently here in Sakar. It seems like it. Wait, wasn't that a joke in um Ragnarok as well? When he crashes down, he's like talks about his age, but he's like, but on Sakar, and then he stops talking almost as like to imply like, you know, I don't know. I thought there was that joke made some point, maybe. maybe. I have to go back and look. I don't remember. But either way. So Tony uh sees all the gladiators getting the shit kicked out of them. Now keep in mind he has his suit, which is yeah. not working. Uh so he's like, you know, I'm gonna go down there and he's gonna he he tries to save Korg. But in the process of trying to save Korg, uh he's about to get fucked up by I guess that's like a monster. I really don't know the name it's, of it. It's it was the current Grandmaster's champion. Right. And 
who else with the save but Gamora? And she didn't even say her name. Her name was the daughter of Thanos. Yeah, daughter of Thanos. Um, and here's the thing: she's got beef with this Tony Stark guy already. Now keep in mind, at this point in the MCU timeline, Tony Stark has no clue who Thanos is. No, not at all. He doesn't know who was behind New York beyond Loki. Mm -hmm. He doesn't find out that that was Thanos until the beginning of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. So Gamora walks up and is like, yeah, no, you already beat my father once. You know, I'm not going to let you do this and all that shit. And essentially we're dealing with this is obviously a pre-Guardians 1 Gamora. Yeah. You know. This is Gamora who is still very much loyal to her father. Somehow. Well, somehow. I mean, look, remember, it. she was loyal to her father until, I would say, probably a little bit before Guardians 1, because she already had the plans to betray Ronan, you know. Right. But this is basically Tony Stark turning Gamora into a good guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's it's a story that wasn't told that was supposed to be told from season one, but was never told. So they had to bring it back, and thank God they did because honestly, this episode is amazing. Because inexplicably, she's in the finale episode of season one, mm-hmm. but all you see is like a half second shot of her with Tony. Yeah. And she gets plucked into the Guardians of the Multiverse. Yeah, and you have no idea why. No idea why. No idea how she got there. But and why is she there with Tony Stark? Yeah, we. You know, that's a hell of a combo. Hell of a combo that we didn't know. For the record, one of the few characters in the entire MCU Tony Stark did not interact with during his time in the MCU. Think about it. He interacted with every member of the Guardians except for Gamora. Right. Uh, and 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 Groot. He he didn't interact with Groot, but okay, no. uh, yeah, that's right. He interacted with every member of the Guardians except for her. He is there any other character I'm missing that he didn't interact with? I mean, he interacted with basic, and I'm talking all yeah. characters introduced before Infinity War, obviously, or before yeah, Infinity. yeah. He, I think those are the only two characters. That's really it. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I mean overall. Tony's main goal in this episode is to get home. Yeah. That's his that's his main goal. But what I like about Tony is that, you know, he didn't he doesn't want to leave a place the way he found it. He this wants- is a reformed Tony. I mean, this is an Iron Man one Tony who may pre who pre uh cave. I'm just gonna say pre cave. Be- before the cave, he might have been like, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. So after his little antic and Gamora, you know, it starts trying to kill him. The Grandmaster steps in and imprisons both Tony and uh, Gamora and inexplicably Cork. Right. You know, just like, hey, we'll chuck the rock guy in here. He he was used as a paperweight. <laughs> he was using me as a paperweight. <laughs> rock, rock, paper, scissors joke for you. <laughs> Fucking Korg is hilarious, bro. I mean, yeah. He, we, we all knew the Grandmaster was fucked up. That's for sure. He was never really a nice guy to begin with. 
<laughs> I see you fucking laughing. So the thing that's funny is like we all know the Grandmaster's fucked up, dude. How many famine and starvation jokes did he make in this in this in this in this episode? Many. <laughs> he was like, eh, "Put down your dinner." Uh, you know, those of you that have food. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, "I know all of you keep asking stuff like, when are we gonna get more food?" And you know, all of that. You know, <laughs> why is the blood filled? Why is the lake filled with blood? Why, why is it the, red? <laughs> why is the lake filled with blood? <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> What's important is we're gonna have a race. <laughs> yeah. Either way, so basically, locks up Tony and Gamora with cord. And then Tony in like two seconds breaks out because he's Tony Stark. Tony Stark built a built a suit in a cave with a box so, of scraps. Gamora's job is to bring Tha- bring Thanos Tony because Tony obviously blew up uh, his big plan with Earth. Bring Tony, bring Tony Thanos, exactly. bring Tony Thanos Tony, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Bring bring Tony to Thanos. Bring Tony to Thanos. Yes. Um. Tony breaks out, and him and Korg are getting ready to dip. And, by the way, I love how casually that little thing that the Grandmaster put on Thor's neck that literally made him useless for a large chunk of Thor Ragnarok, Tony's like, (laughs) yeah, I have an arc reactor in my chest. (laughs) And he just, dude, he couldn't just zap it off him? Really? Like, Thor couldn't fry it off himself either? Yeah, it's... That's just lazy writing. <laughs> Where's that from? Is that Deadpool? That's Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool too. Well, that's just lazy writing. <laughs> you know, so unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, but Tony's getting out and he's like, you know, no, I can't leave these people behind. You know, I gotta, I really have to make sure that I, uh, you know, I save everybody here, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the Tony Stark way. He's a hero. You know, yeah. I mean, overall, the episode was amazing. I love this episode a lot. Definitely considering it in the top five right now. It's in the top five for sure. Well, considering moment. we've only seen six episodes, you know, that's not really that big of a deal. It's in the top five. I got to make people wonder <laughs> where in the top five is it? Where in the top five is it? Well, as of, uh, out of the six we've seen so far, this is my number one. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing I really like about it, and especially it comes in the back half of this episode, where Tony challenges the Grandmaster to a race, you know, and everything like that. And then that's where we get a really big Mario Kart sequence. Dude, his suit. I knew his suit was going to turn into a car. I knew yeah. it. His suit turns into a car for him, saving his ass mid-race. Uh, and then he beats the Grandmaster with the help of Valkyrie and Korg and Gamora. You know? Dude, his arc reactor gave him, like, an extra boost. Right. It was like it was like the Fast of the Furious. It was like the the nitro that was in his body that helped. Right. Um, you know, yeah. and yeah, Tony Tony saves the day, saves Sakar, uh, and then Gamora goes up to him and is like, Stark, I can't show up to my father empty-handed. Boom, they kill Thanos. And I'm and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, flashback to season one for a second. Yeah, they killed off Tony Stark every chance they got. And this time they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him this time. They didn't kill him this time. Also, they left Valkyrie with Sakar. She is now in charge of Sakar. So it's kind of like how she's in charge of Asgard in a way. Uh, and Korg is like her advisor, her, yeah. her assistant. 
basically Kane Valkyrie. She she was always destined to be. She's always always destined. So that kind of brings that around full circle for her story too. Um, but yeah, that's it for episode four. I can't think of anything else. Great episode. Phenomenal, phenomenal episode. Really, genuinely uh, phenomenal episode. Genuinely loved it. By far, one of the best. Um, now episode five. Episode five. What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? I believe it was. Um, so so yeah. it's basically like you told me, Mike, back in the, in our last episode because we discussed it a little bit. But for the people that haven't watched it or listened to it, um, it's basically your you the like this episode and episode uh four with Tony Stark, you know, being that version of like Thor Ragnarok. This episode is like. The Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Pretty much. With it's a little be- bit of Black Widow thrown in. With a little bit of Black Widow thrown in. There are parts of this episode that I like, other parts I don't. There are parts where I like where they show a different Avengers roster. Again, it's completely different. I don't understand why the Hulk wasn't in it. Don't That's interesting. Yeah, the Hulk wasn't in it. I don't want to so so essentially this is the only episode so far, besides I guess episode four which is technically a continuation of last season. Yeah. Um. So Captain Carter has, you know, she's in present day now. Yes. And so we see her battle of New York, but the Avengers roster is a little different. It's Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain Carter, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. Oh, and Thor. Uh, just, just the Wasp, not even Ant-Man. Oh, wait. Shit, no Ant-Man, right. Which is even weirder. It's like maybe, maybe that's the version where ha- Hank... Goes into the quantum realm, maybe, and Janet, yeah, and Janet's stuck because I could see Janet being more of the person to like want to help join the Avengers. And Hank was the type of guy that didn't have like wanted like no involvement whatsoever. Well, remember, Hank hates Stark. Hank hates Stark, but that's the reason. So, like, you know, Janet's like, okay, I'm gonna help save the planet, right? Um, but like, yeah, different roster. Don't know why Hulk wasn't there. Maybe had something to do with making the Super Soldier Serum, trying to make that work, and just didn't happen. Maybe because they tried to recreate it. That's my only guess. Um, overall, they had that. They had the same scene when it came to uh the pirate ship, and that's where they found the Hydra Stomper in the first place. It was in a crate. And Steve is still alive, and yeah, he's that, was be- the, that was the tease from basically from the end of last season. Yeah, like oh, he's Steve's alive. He's got a beard, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, there's somebody inside, and then the Hydra Stomper starts to attack them. Yeah, it's like it was all it was all planned out. So basically, the whole thing is that the Red Room took over the Hydra Stomper, and it's like okay, uh, Fury, Fury explains it pretty well. He so, does. He does. Yeah, after World War II, uh, Barnes and Steve, Steve as the Hydra Stomper, uh, they go around and they just knock out all these different Hydra parts. And basically Hydra was essentially destroyed, even more so than in the mainstream MCU timeline. But what happens here is that Steve gets killed in a mission in 1953. But what truly ended up happening was that he was captured by the Red Room. Yes. And the Red Room essentially becomes Hydra. Mm-hmm. So now you got the Red Room being run woo-hoo, by Black Widow's mom. That's like, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a twist. 
was like it's twist. I mean, yeah, you didn't see her coming. You knew once she, she like she said she killed Drake Drake uh, Drake off, right? Yeah, well, she's she killed. I killed the leader of the. Re- it's the same thing as in Black Widow, where she thought she killed Drakov's daughter, but she did kill Drakov. I think she did because she because her mom's the leader now. Her adopted mom's yeah. the leader, right? I don't know why. I don't know what made her do that. That was one of the things that confused me a little bit. Because they didn't really explain why Melina, who was so quick to betray Dracob in the movie, is now like in his pocket and cool with it and like running the show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You don't even see the Red Guardian. Like, where's he? no, no, No Red Guardian, no Yelena. No Yelena. And I think what I was saying before, Mike, when it came to, like, where's the Hulk? I think it's like nobody tried to perfect this super soldier serum, maybe. Like, maybe, like, that was just never a thing. Because, like, the the, the Hulk was basically made up in, in the Marvel movies is they tried to recreate the super soldier serum. And Banner was trying to create his own serum. Yeah, so, like, maybe that just never happened, Uh, you know. I don't know, and that's maybe what happened with Red Guardian, uh, stuff like that. I mean, the stories are just, they're completely different. We don't know why they were different, how they changed it. Um, But, like, even now, you got one thing's for sure. Bucky Barnes is Secretary of State in this one. Yes, but James Buchanan Barnes, the Secretary of State of the United States of America. Wild. Which is crazy. Uh, and in this case, well, if this is 2014, he would be, God, probably almost 80, 90 years old. Yeah. Jeez. Old dude. Yeah, old man. Old man Barnes. And uh, whatchamacall, so there's the scene here. So remember, Steve is essentially under the mind control. Zelanya. <laughs> is he under that or is he under the Red Room? Uh, it's probably the Red Room shit. Yeah. yeah, whatever they were using, but you know, it's 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 called the Hydra Stomper. You know, to me, whenever I think of a mind control and Hydra, I can't help but start going through Bucky's list. You know, there was one point I think it was during the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where I basically had that stuck in my head for like a fucking month. Yeah, and there's one point. Where uh, I have a video of it, Nick. I'll show it to you. Maybe I have. Where I tried starting to train my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would walk around with a treat. <laughs> and I would go up to Max. And I'd say, Zelhanya. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to basically get him to sit down. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, with this with this episode, basically, Steve is supposedly still alive after they destroy the Red Room. Um, I I have a feeling, Mike, that they're gonna bring back this. This they might do another they're episode. Not, they're not done with this. No, they're not no, done no. with this. The fact because, that they, okay, they leave it on a good note. Most of these episodes, by the way, I, I just completely realized that. I just completely realized that we never even finished up with how episode four finished. That we kind of just ran through it. We didn't? Gamora and Tony kill Thanos. Didn't I say that? 
I, did you? I don't know. Either way, the reason I thought of that is because all of these episodes end with some sort of tease. Yeah. Right? But the tease at the end of this episode feels like one they're trying to pay off. They're trying to, but it's like, how, how much longer are you going to go? Like, what to me, what if could go on forever? You could have so many different what if possibilities. They, they could do this, dude. They could quite literally do this for years and years and years and years. And it will work. Possibilities, because you could just make one change and then everything is different. Yeah, that's all you could do. It's basically. um, But yeah, I mean, with this, I feel like it's they're going to make another episode of it because they left it off on, on a weird note, especially yeah. with how it ended with uh, it was it was basically what happened in Winter Soldier. Right. Bucky, Bucky, you know, realized, oh, I, I'm not the Winter Soldier anymore. I'm going to go off and be my yeah, own. No, in, in this case, Steve's going wild, beating yeah. the shit out of Bu- uh, Natasha, beating the shit out of fucking Peggy. Destroys the Red Room. And... and and then, yeah, she talks to him and then he just decides to destroy the Red Room. And yeah. He's gone. He disappears out there. And the ending of it, just like with the end of Winter Soldier, Peggy's like, he's out there somewhere. Just like Steve turning to to Sam being like, yeah, he's out there somewhere. Yeah, like, I'm going to go find him. Goes, all of a sudden goes to find him. I told you this before, the funniest part is when the watch is like, and so is it end to another story. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) And what happens here? Well. Uh, I don't even know. It's like a, I think this is going to be an episode. Like, I think this is like episode eight that they're they're going to bring her in. Because I remember seeing something, but it's uh, it was like, what if the Avengers were assembled in like 1802 or something like that? Right. I think I think that's what it was. Oh, 1619. Yeah, it's 1602. 1602. 1602. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? Because you saw Scarlet Witch and you saw a version of Nick Fury. Right. So like. And they were talking about their queen. Yeah, they were talking about their queen and like she will help save us, uh, whatever something like that, and like, uh, and then. Uh, Captain Carter's like, like, watcher, what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, they're really dug in on this Captain Carter story for the What If series here. Like, mm-hmm. there's clearly a dedication to making her like the central character of all this. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I like. But what I agree with you about this episode is, so, do you remember from the first season? It's funny because I actually listened back to our rankings. Mm-hmm. from the first season when uh, this show started coming out earlier this week. Mm-hmm. One of the things you and me both agreed on about the Captain Carter being the first Avenger episode was right. that it was good, but we thought it was a little bit underwhelming because everything basically plays out the same way it did in the first Avenger, mm-hmm. just with her as Steve and Steve as Bucky. Right. You know, and then Bucky, in essence, as Peggy, you know, becoming a high-ranking U.S. government official later on. Right, right, right. You know, and the thing about it is that kind of happens again here. Now, they go in a different direction because obviously Peggy's really close with Natasha in this and Black Widow. So they tie in Black Widow in the Red Room and all of that, too. But it really kind of feels like Winter Soldier with a hint of Black Widow. Mm. You know, which... Which isn't to take away and make it less enjoyable. I I, I very much enjoyed this episode, right. but when you have when you have an ep- okay, 
here's where the contrast really lies. And this will segue into our, our, our next episode. When you have a what if episode like this, where mm. the change is almost very minuscule because right. you're just changing one character for another. Right. And everything still plays out in a very similar fashion. Mm -hmm. And then you have an episode like what if Kahori reshapes the world where everything is different. Right. And the style is so different. And the animation is different. And mm. you're dealing with stories and characters that nobody's ever encountered before. Like, that's the thing. I feel like this next episode, episode six, does well, at least whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. is it gets creative as fuck with what oh, they're yeah. doing. No, it's completely different. I mean, I guess going into episode six now, um, not knowing the, the only thing like that you knew anything Marvel related was that the Tesseract after Asgard was destroyed from Ragnarok. Yeah. Like went off into a different, it was like a different planet or right. a different like universe it, or something. It, 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 even... flo it floated through the, through it the floated floor, through the Virgin landed on earth. Big bang, six elemental crystals through their Virgin. Yeah, okay. Wong Virgin universe. The Virgin uh, Universe. <laughs> yeah, nobody called it. Um, so basically the Tesseract gets put on this planet and becomes this uh this portal to another realm for these people that we have no idea who they are, it's completely random. They speak a, a totally different language, a native language that we have no idea. Yeah, no, so it's it's uh I, I looked it up. Uh, it's pre-Columbian American. Pre-Columbian American. Okay. Now, I'm sorry, folks. For me, when I watch something, even when I w go to watch anime, I like to watch it in English because it's just harder for me to understand watching it and having to read while watching it. So, yeah. I I, I had to restart the episode. Because, yeah. So, I, I noticed that you texted me, but only after I started watching it. Yeah, Nick was watching this a little bit before me, and he texted me, "Just so you know, you're going to want to read the captions in the next episode. There's not a lot of English spoken." Yeah, and I'm listening to the intro and everything because one of the things I do when I'm watching these shows sometimes is, you know, I'll have like a phone next to me, and like occasionally I'll check. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll just like wander off. You know, occasionally, especially if I'm rewatching something. Yeah. When I'm watching stuff for the first time, I really don't do it as much. But in this particular case, I stopped watching for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. And it was while the watcher was giving his spiel. And I he told us about the Tesseract and everything. And I'm like, all right. And I, I kind of like veered off from watching for a minute. And I came back and I started to realize like I wasn't even picking up any information because it wasn't being spoken in English. I know. And so I tried to catch up. And like, just go back in, and I'm like, hold the fuck up, what did I miss here? <laughs> so I, I ended up restarting the episode after like seven, eight minutes in because I was like, I need to. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. But the gist of it is basically this: they intertwine the tesseract here with pre-United States American history. Right. And basically, what they do here is they're like, hey. The Tesseract is the fountain of youth 
that the European explorers were looking for when they were exploring America, the rumored fountain of youth, which many, many explorers spent a lot of time looking for right. in pre-colonial America. Mm. And the Tesseract lands in that lake. And then anybody from their tribe, now keep in mind, she's part of the Mohawk tribe. Mm-hmm. Anybody from that tribe who goes into this lake, they thought died. Right. Now, what the Tesseract is, and me and you know this, and everyone who follows Marvel knows this, Tesseract is the space stone. It opens up portals to different places. Yes. Yeah. And basically, it opens up a portal to another plane. You know, and Kahori goes through the lake, and she ends up on the other side. And there's a bunch of people that, oh, guess what? All of these people who are the ones that went through... But now they're in a place where they don't age, they don't die, and everything is, like, perfect. It's essentially heaven. Yes, essentially. You know, instead of the fountain of youth, it's like this fountain of eternal life. Right, right, right. And as Kahori is in there, then that's when the Spaniards attack the Mohawk tribe. Because they're looking for the fountain of youth as well. And eventually they find it, and some of the soldiers go through. But while on the other side, and this I thought was probably my favorite part of the episode. My favorite part of the episode here was Kahori really trying to talk to the people from her tribe that were on the other side and trying to convince them, like, look, you guys could stay here, do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. Just know you're leaving behind a whole bunch of other people who right now are under attack because she ended up figuring out that the Spaniards were attacking. Right. Because some of the Spaniards came through and they tried to attack. And obviously, everybody who went through has powers now. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of the Tesseract. Yeah, they all got powers. I mean, to me, the best part of, like, the show, not the show, the episode, is her learning how to use her powers now that when she got them. Like, she, like, probably, like, one of the coolest parts is, like, just, I'm I'm a big, I like the color blue a lot. And like it, when I was watching this episode, kind of reminded me of Avatar, uh, with Avatar Aang and his tattoos light up all blue. Um, and he like controls like the elements and stuff. But like in here, she like controls like she. I guess she's like in a way she's like the Scarlet Witch, where she controls like she can move stuff. She can move objects. Really kinetic. Like that. Yeah, like stuff like that. So and they're super fast too. Like that's another talent they have. But um, and really, the kind of the most interesting part about it is that it's not the same sort of powers of the space stone of Captain Marvel. No, not at other all. characters who have gotten their powers from the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was one of the more interesting things is that they really gave Kahori a different set of powers because it would have been really easy. To just be like, just be like, you're indigenous, but you're you have Captain Marvel's powers, right? Right. And I like the fact that that's not what they did here. Mm-hmm. You know, first off, you know, I'm not one to normally like talk about it too much, but one of the things that people online often bitch about when there's new characters is like, oh, they feel too much like, like this character, or or they're a ripoff of that character, or something like that. Here, they made a real effort to differentiate Kahori, both in background and powers and in style. And that part of it, 
I, I her as a character is one right. of my favorite parts of the episode. No, she is a good character. She's a great character. Yeah. So, and I do have to say one of the funniest things in the episode, because again, this is my history nerd coming out. One of my favorite things about it is how like the Spaniards are just complete fucking arrogant pricks about their 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 discovery of the new world. You know, so basically to 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 move forward here. Bahori goes back into the world mm-hmm. and everybody's now getting dragged away in ships by the explorers. You know, they're be- I think they're gonna be enslaving all of them or whatever it was. And bringing them all back to Spain. Mm-hmm. And while they were doing that, she comes back, she starts saving them all, and she's under attack by by the Spaniards now, and they start to overwhelm her, and then all the other people from the tribe that were on the other side of the portal start coming back through. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of it, and you mentioned it to me earlier, I forget if we were on, on, on recording or off recording. Either or, yes. Yeah, is when they start destroying all the ships. Yes. Yeah, because I... I I don't know what it was, but like you said, there was a little bit of a different visual pattern in this episode. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of blue, <laughs> yeah. a lot of blue. Probably my favorite part because I like the color blue. Right, little take, Nick. I mean, the fight scenes were awesome. Like her powers are great. I love that the visual way that they show her powers. Absolutely. Visual way it was very nice, very nice. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, like overall, she, you know, she's a character. I still have to look it up. I forgot. I should have looked it up while we were on break. But I think she's an original. Original. She has saw that. You looked it original, up. Made for what if. Made for what if. Okay. So. Yeah. So that's why I guess people are having a hard time getting used to this character because it's somebody completely new. No, we never heard of. Um. Because I've I've seen the the shit online on Twitter as soon as this episode came out after people watched it people yeah, were not oh oh it's but it's dog shit it's it's yeah. terrible it's terrible I'm like all right I get it like it's can not- you give it a fucking chance yeah like it's listen it's not the best thing since sliced bread no but like it's still a good episode I mean look truly I think this is better than a couple of the episodes that have come out to me when I watch it it's like like no no like I'm being serious. It's like watching Pocahontas with powers. That's what I feel like I'm watching. Like she has superpowers. In this case, she can't talk to animals. She has superpowers. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I I really I thought it was a great job. And then uh we have our ending tease here. And now I have to say, considering this is an original character, mm-hmm. I would not be shocked at all if they she gets another episode in season three. She probably would. I, considering it's an original character now, I, I I think so. And now we have the tease at the end of the episode, which I know you were excited to talk about. Yes, Strange Supreme coming in. I've been looking for you. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. And I'm sitting there like, time. bro, I've known her for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like, bro, where you where you come from? What like is this the episode that we need to see from it's episode nine, actually, where Strange intervenes, intervenes with what? Oh, true, right? Because Strange has an episode that's that's still yet to come out this season. It's it's the last episode of the season. Maybe so, maybe maybe is going to be in that, right? Yeah. So the so so let's say this. So so far, episode four, five, and six we just discussed. Overall, 
great episodes. Yeah. As always. Um before Rank, we if you if you were ranking the three, Nick, these three? If I was ranking the three, let's see, we got uh, I'd say I would go hmm, probably well Iron the Iron Man episode on top. That's definitely I'd say I probably honestly I'd probably say Kahori over the Hydra Stopper. That's what I was thinking, four six five. Yeah, because it's just listen, I I like bits and pieces of episode five, but it's just it's not like amazing. No, I get that. in my opinion. That's just, no, no, that's I, just when you when you have an episode like that, which sticks to the movies, and mm-hmm. then you have an episode that follows it up like this, which is just so wildly different. Mm-hmm. You can you can see how like maybe like you know that episode was a little bit underwhelming. You know, like there's more. I feel like Marvel could be doing a little bit more with the Captain Carter episodes. Yeah, I feel like it's just too much of repeating and like I get what they're trying to do. It's a different take on Captain America. I get I know. it. And, and and in that sense, it works. But just because it's a different take on Captain America doesn't mean it needs to be the Captain America trilogy starring Captain Carter. Yeah, it's that's just that's just how it is. Um. So yeah. So after now the now we have those episodes done. So the final episodes we have left. We got three episodes left that we will list discuss. them off, buddy. In the next couple of days, we have tomorrow's episode. What if Hella found the Ten Rings? I am looking forward to this episode. This episode is going to be sick. It's got Hella, Odin, and uh, what the hell's his name? What's uh, Wen Wu? Wen Wu. Yeah, I would, like assume, that... I would assume Thor's going to be in it too. Maybe. I no, I don't think Thor was even born yet. Well, how old, how much older is Hella than Thor? I think Hell's way older, given the fact that they covered up the whole thing in Asgard before and Thor they, never knew about it, right? Yeah, and Thor never knew about it. So I'm really excited to see that episode. That episode's gonna be great. I hope. <laughs> um, another episode I'm looking forward to. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? <laughs> That's gonna be a fucking wild one. Actually. That's gonna be wild. I want to see how they do that. It's gonna be interesting. And we know, and we now, and and we think it might be, it might be related to Fury and Captain Carter. Yeah, the from from episode uh five where episode five left off. Right. I, it might go into that possibly. But then you have episode nine, what if Strange Supreme intervened? That will lead from episode six, where episode six led off. With Kahori, yeah. With Kahori, uh and uh and Strange Supreme coming in. So I'm very excited for those episodes, yeah. But no, these last three episodes I think are gonna be the best in the next couple of days. I honestly like I, ah. see, you know, the thing was, is the fact that I was so busy for those these past three days that I was excited to watch three episodes straight in a row. And now it's like, damn, I really wish I had so much shit going on that I could just not watch anything right now. Right. And just wait to watch these episodes all in one shot. Yeah. I mean, well, technically you could since we're going to be recording them together. I know. I know. It's just they got to like. Gotta get a watch it because if no, I, I mean, look, if you have time tomorrow, you're gonna sit down and watch it. I'm gonna sit down and watch it, and if I look at Twitter, I'm gonna be like, "Damn it!" Exactly. I don't. I, I don't want to get spoiled. Thankfully, uh, I I haven't been coming across a ton of spoilers for these episodes. Yeah, yeah no, I haven't come across that many spoilers. Not too now, many. Now, one thing I want to, because we didn't talk about it in the first episode, and uh, we haven't really previewed or discussed what if much since what if season one. Hmm. Me and you both a little disappointed that they did not continue some of the episodes from season one in this season. 
they were supposed to do a zombies part two. There's Marvel zombies, but that's but not a continuation. But that's not a continuation. It's something totally different. Marvel zombies is supposed to. We're not. We won't really discuss it that much. We may discuss it in the rewind episode. What did you do out next year, isn't it? Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2024 at the end of the at the end of 2024 it's supposed to come out okay it's tbd but it's supposed to we don't know the date specifically but it's supposed to be 2024 um we won't we won't like discuss that much because we have no information on it whatsoever <laughs> um you have our preview for uh, and rewind of this year and preview yeah you're coming out when soon. we when we discuss that we will probably bring it up because they'll probably go for a I'd have to imagine what if season three won't happen for another year. Probably two years. Probably two years, but well, I, who knows? They could do it. They, they uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they didn't finish. You know, maybe next maybe next season they'll continue that because that was definitely a fan favorite for a lot of people. It was. Um. I forgot what else was what else were like the major episodes. Maybe the continuation of when Killmonger saved Iron Man. Uh let's see. I was hoping for a continuation kind of of the Guardians of the Multiverse coming back together again. Yeah. They need a they need a threat though. They, uh-huh. need, they need a threat to uh go right. Out. But I don't know what that could be. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the Watcher's also gonna get involved here in one of these final episodes. Probably the strange one. Definitely the strange one. Um, I'm just trying to think what episode they could. Uh, maybe. No, I mean they all had pretty good. The only thing I could think of is that if they if they really wanted to, Mike, and then this is going like off topic or whatever, because I know we're gonna end soon. But they could, if they wanted to, they could bring in uh Kang if they wanted to and just have a different voice for the actor. Oh, no, I mean there, there's literally zero issue if they wanted to use there's that. zero issue. Just bring in a voice actor. Change for- the likeness so that it doesn't look entirely like majors. Yeah. And then just and then use a different voice actor. Yeah. So I could see him as being the threat for you know, I don't th- see now if he is in this season, I feel like Majors might still be voicing him. Could be, but I you know we haven't I seen think that. they're steering clear though. I don't think he's in this season. I don't think he's in. No, I think the last thing he did was Loki. Right. Um, but if they wanted to do like if they wanted to bring Kang in, they could do it in what if. No, I mean, absolutely. They can do it. So I could they're, see that. they're not they are by no means limited from keep from using Kang. If the, if they don't want to use Kang live live action anymore, that's one thing. But they can tell Kang stories in what if mm-hmm. pretty easily without Jonathan Majors. No, you could do that with any animated character. Right. You change you change it for a second. You realize like they've changed so many people, like they've changed I'll give you like this. Uh Rick the Rick and Morty characters. They had the guy that voiced both those characters replaced and changed with a different guy that sounds like almost exactly like the characters. Right. They had, I think they changed uh, Cleveland's character in Family Guy. Yeah, no, the voice actor changed. The, the voice actor changed. Sounds exactly like Cleveland. Still sounds the same same way. They could do it. And, like, even if it's not the same exact voice, like like you said, Tony Stark, like, sounds like RDJ to you. It's, like, to me, it's Gamora, like... Gamora sounds different, but not... Gamora sounds a little different, but it's like, you know, you'd be surprised what voice actors can do. No, exactly, dude. And I, I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody could get down Major's voice 
and like actually kind of replicate yeah. it. But mm -hmm. I think that if they were going to bring him into what if, they're probably going to make it so that Kang is a bit different and pretty obviously different. Well, yeah, I could see them going a comic book accurate way where he's actually blue and stuff. Oh, maybe, maybe that. Yeah. So they can cover up his face. They can cover up his face and, you know, just leave it like that. Cause that is how he really does look. He is, right. he is, he is blue. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe. but that could be a possibility for what if season three, there's so many things they could do. There's so many things. No. And that's what like these episodes are showing is that, you know, especially this Kohori episode, I keep harping on it, but like it just shows the, the possibilities you can, you can create a whole new cast of characters in what if. That's what I like about what if so much is the fact that I could just watch it and it does has nothing to do with the main storyline. I could you don't just, have to keep up. I don't have to keep up. I could just watch it and be like, Oh, that's pretty sick. I could, that, that, that would be so cool if that happened. Like, it's, that's what I like about it. I like the stories that are told. And right. the best part, I, I don't know why, I always get the chills every time I listen to the intro of the story. What if? It, it it gives me chills every time I listen to it. I can't do the Watcher's voice. I got to stop that. No, I can only do a couple Marvel impressions. Not right. that many. It's like either it's either low or high. Like I can't do in between. It's very hard. Whose can you do? Well, I could do Korg. I could do Venom. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, your Korg is pretty good. I could do a good Thor, I think. I feel like I could do a good Thor. You got to really nail the accent on Thor. Yeah. Because um, like, if I tried to do it, I would I would overdo the accent. When it comes to an accent, I feel like it's, it's really, it's a lot easier. When it comes to somebody that doesn't have an accent, it's a lot harder. Right. Um, I could do a pretty good Groot impression. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, either way, so that's two-thirds of What If Down. Yeah, three more episodes to go. So we'll be it. back this weekend uh, for the finale portion of What If, season mm -hmm. two. Uh, yeah, uh, if we don't see you before it gets posted, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, for all of us here at the MNN Marvel Mania Podcast, I've been Mike. And I've been Nick. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.